0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and it's good to have back in the house you are. I am
1: Ed. What's Ed? happening, everybody? What's going on, Ed? Man, not too much. Just working all the time, living the American dream.
0: Is it a dream? <sighs> is it it's, uh, a dream?
1: I'm not sure what the hell it is, man, to be honest with you.
0: It is a giant cluster uh, cluck, if you will, <laughs> So, uh, in these days. so
1: Does it feel like the whole fucking world is...
0: Does it feel like we're not going to make it another ten years as a planet? As a species, a species maybe we may uh, we may be uh, doomed. It's what it feels like. I was reading an article the other day, and it's talking about
1: how um, if like there's a potential that the biggest city in Africa will be uninhabitable because it'll be covered in water. Really? Yes. And um, I'm like, shit. Well, if that's happening, and then I read another article about if so much more ice melts that Florida is going to become inhabitable.
0: So it's like, I'm starting to look and we're running out of
1: places to live. And I'm I think, like, fuck, I, man.
0: I, I, the last thing I, I want to be is one of those polar bears floating on an iceberg going, well, there's nothing to eat <laughs> and there's nowhere to sleep. And my ice cube's getting, my ice uh, burger's turning into an ice cube. <laughs> it's, Fucking terrifying. Are we all man. are we all headed back to the ocean from which we came? Dude, I don't know what it's looking like. It's it it seems like everything is going away. And he and you got we've got this whole uh, uh coronavirus uh mandatory vaccination shit that we talked about on the last episode uh we had did uh, previously with uh, Andrew and Otto and uh you you kind of wonder they're showing you the left hand what's going on in the right hand you know what i mean it's like what
1: what what is really happening that we have wildfires taking over the state of california oregon and i mean that shit that storm or, or those fires are so powerful that they're creating their own weather yeah like Dude, it looks like we're fucked.
0: You know, I watched a video. that You're talking about that. It was, a, it was a fire truck and a couple of guys, and they were – you know, they always try to work ahead of the fire to try to slow it down. And the winds had shifted on these guys. And so these are uh, inside cameras inside the fire trucks and rescue vehicles. And I'm talking a matter of uh, – like it's it's crystal clear, nothing going on. They're standing around trying to catch their breath, you know, rehydrating, uh, taking that taking some of the gear off because it's so damn hot. And it's can't even imagine what those guys what they're going through. Yeah, and I'm talking. You see them start scrambling. There's an audio. They're they're scrambling, and they start getting the fuck out of there, like just go 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 go. And by the time they got the last truck out on the road, headed out. It, man it was engulfed like full fully involved engulfed flames like everywhere just like i mean it was so, a matter of i want to say it was a minute so
1: it, just in the nick of time yeah they got, out. they
0: got out of there because there's no way i mean if somebody wasn't paying attention every one of those guys would have burned to death
1: yeah, yeah. you remember when uh, so when Gatlinburg burned yeah uh, I remember oh, that, that
0: was terrible. Dude, it was. And I
1: remember finding a video on YouTube and it was these two guys in a Dodge truck and they're recording the whole time and they're trying they're to They're running get the down hell the mountain. Yeah. yeah,
0: I remember that video. I know exactly which one you're talking
1: about. Dude, it was like two turns they made, they discovered, Oh shit, we can't take this way. Yeah. And you know, I never there and, was and, never and really
0: and their trees on fire like all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like the trees are falling. On, it part... looked like
1: they were in hell. Yeah, yeah. Um and, you know, what was crazy is that video just ends. They yeah. didn't make it out. They didn't. So, I don't know, man. That that video's always just stuck it's with eerie. me. It was yeah. eerie.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I, I can't imagine a worse way to die than being burned alive. I mean, I can't imagine. I Like, I've been cut before, never, like, severely, but I've been cut, and a cut's one thing. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it, it's, it inconveniences you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you get burned, like, say, with fireworks, you get a burn, on I mean, that shit lasts for days. And oh, yeah. I, I'm talking about a minor uh, surface burn, yeah. you know, and, and it lasts for days. Yeah. I can't imagine being burned alive or being burned over a certain percentage of my body yeah. and surviving. I would be like, I do not want, want this. Yeah, And yeah. because... Uh, you know, it weakens the
1: skin so much, and and after that point, it never really heals. Everything that touches it hurts. Yeah,
0: and in the surgeries, your skin grafts are just as painful as being burned all over again. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. could you? Ima- I mean, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. It's fucking insane, man. I just feel like, I just feel like the
1: whole world is on fire. Yeah, it's just, it's just pure
0: destruction, and we don't have long left. No, I know. It's it's fucking terrifying. It is. It is. You know, and I and i have small kids we we're trying to we're bringing them at some point you're thinking what am i doing bringing kids into this yep. <laughs> this mess yep but you got to have that that element of hope that you're bringing kids into the world that's going to make a difference and make a change so yeah you got to yep. you got to keep uh <laughs> cracking some eggs and make some moments i yep. guess but so.
1: we we also want to create a better world for our children than we had and it's like, I don't it is not happening right now. We're to do
0: that. <laughs> like, we're in
1: we're in reverse. Yes, and we don't even really know what that means anymore. Yeah, because the problems that we have, it seems like most of them are completely irreversible. Yeah. So we're just as as a it's an it's a medical term that I learned when I worked at the hospital, and uh, I mean they would actually write it in you know patient charts. It's uh CTD circling the drain. Are you
0: serious? Yeah. And oh, wow. that's what it feels like we're doing. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, I we don't want to be Debbie Downers uh, on this episode, but uh, it's uh, it's factual, man. You gotta you gotta take a look at what's going on, and you gotta ask questions. You yeah. know, you can't just always just put your head in the sand and, and pretend uh, that nothing's wrong and that everything's gonna be taken care of. Yeah. sometimes you got to take some initiative, and You're you gotta right. push. You gotta push the envelope. And maybe some things that you do in your personal life makes a difference in, in other people's life in a positive way. So that's yeah, you're that's right. the only way we can look at it. You're right. I feel like it's a coffee talk with uh, Ed and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> caller, <laughs> next caller. <laughs> but, uh, um, but I do want to say I'm excited. We're working on this. We have a thing in, in Rome. Uh, it's called a Nitra member. the adult prom. And uh, what that is is a uh, benefit to uh, To fund to fund uh, research for Alzheimer's, and so Brittany was uh, chosen to be on the prom committee, prom court they call it, but really we're just fundraising, and uh, which is a big deal for me. My grandmother passed away with uh, Alzheimer's, and uh, and so many other people's lives is affected by it too as well. Uh, but uh, anything that we can do to kind of help help bring some awareness and uh maybe some funds to that cause. We you know, we we jumped on board, we was all about it. We was excited about it. So with well, that being said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you and I have been talking. We uh we are trying to set up a comedy, stand up comedy night here at one of the local venues. Uh and myself and uh Mr Ed Butler will be performing. Uh Ed Ed is the stand up comedian and uh, I just think I'm funny. So <laughs> you are you are sir we'll see how that shit plays out in front of a group of people Uh, i am a little uh i get i'm a little hot under the collar so uh you hecklers beware i won't i won't insult you with a joke i'll come out there and punch you in the mouth so is that fucking funny no but uh but no seriously we're trying to get that together i got a couple other comedians uh that's gonna that's gonna come in uh hopefully we can raise some money for uh for alzheimer's awareness it's gonna Hopefully be fun so, man, man. It, they're just gonna be a fucking blast and uh, as they say on dave Chappelle, you better not bring your kids because <laughs> it ain't gonna be one of them kind of shows
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank god because i tell you man I it's hard to work completely squeaky clean i ain't stand,
0: i ain't trying to stand up there for six minutes telling dad jokes yeah that's right yep Cause it ain't exactly funny, right? Yeah, it ain't funny. <laughs> I went to one of those actually. I went to a comedy show, and we talked about it on one of the episodes we had. And man, it was brutal. I was making people laugh at our table. People were like laughing at us and wasn't <laughs> laughing at the guys that they're talking. And then this dude was a rambler, like twelve minutes long. He's oh, still shit. fucking tight. We're like, and I started pretending like I was doing cocaine on the table and. Everybody around us was laughing and in the gallon stage was getting annoyed. So I, I guess I got mine coming. So yeah.
1: Well, you gotta expect that. If you can't hold the attention of the crowd, I mean people are gonna start doing other shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially
0: me. I'm like a fucking yellow jacket in a mason jar, so I don't know. I'm just like all over it all over the place. So
1: hopefully that'll I'm the same, well you gotta hold my attention. I remember being at a wedding one time for a dear friend of mine and they put some candles on the, each table. At one point during the ceremony, there was a small fire on our table because <laughs> I kept sticking stuff in that candle.
0: <laughs> what, what, you bastard! What if the sprinklers would have went off? You just really, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. you. That would have been about as bad as the, uh, that video of the drunk chick. They got this big beautiful reception under this big circus white circus tent. And this chick is just so drunk. She's dancing all crazy. And then she hits the main pole and knocks the whole fucking tent oh, down shit. on top of everybody the cake, the, the groom, the bride. I mean, pictures at that point are over. Yeah. That's There's done no, so. It's a, do you send her a Christmas card after that or do you send her to rehab? Do you send her ass to Bill. <laughs> yeah. For real. Oh my God. So yeah, everybody be, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually, post more about that as it goes along uh on our social media i will try to live stream that on tiktok oh, so yeah. if you if you have tiktok please go follow um i believe our handle on tiktok cs idiots uh podcast because we can't use cigar on social media because they say they don't allow us to promote uh, use of tobacco and but you can buy yeah. thirteen year old girls' lingerie on Wish on Facebook. So yeah. whatever that means. It's
1: uh just fucking the priorities. Yeah. <laughs> the priorities of this. I'm not society. greasing the right hands, obviously. So. that's what it is. But yeah. you know. Did you see that uh that interview they did with Bill Gates uh I think it was two days ago I did he not a release what well, he did not. uh well, I, I think you'll be uh, very comforted to know that he regrets any time he spent with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I'm so sure well. he does.
0: Yeah. Now, what? Fucking two years later, yeah. he's going to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, I think everybody that's connecting me to this is dead, so I'm going to come out and make a public statement. <laughs> that son of a bitch. They need to investigate let, that guy. Let me, what the fuck's he Let me. To? Let me tell you something. If, if somebody ever, because everybody always says, well, silence is best, and I know that Christy Teigen got blasted uh, for her her inappropriate comments about pedophilia and yep. Pizzagate and all this shit. Um, guess what? Her career's over. Like, yeah. in, so she waited. And Brittany, she would always like Christy Teigen, and she was like, "Oh, she loves her kids, she loves her family, that uh, another." And I would say, "No, nah, dude, she's she's a she's rotten to the core." Like mm. a lot of those folks in the in the business, and so she wouldn't believe it. And I said, you know, my thing is. If anybody ever accused me of something like that, we're fucking fist fighting. Like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't care who we're in front of, you know, the Pope, Jesus. Uh, Somebody's getting their
1: ass whooped and I'm going on live TV saying something Yeah, some I'm making a statement like yes. immediately and say, yes. don't
0: drag me into that cesspool. But, you know, she was quiet. She didn't yeah. say anything. Well, people started just ripping her ass a new one, you know, yeah. um, which I don't know if that's even possible with her, but uh i mean people people went at her hard and uh yeah. and then and then uh the sponsorship money and the in the and the spots and commercials yeah. and shit like that it went away and so then she made a public statement you know oh, yeah so no man if you if you come at me like that we're gonna first we're gonna fight and then yeah. i'm on tv yep. and i'm telling everybody you know this is the deal oh yeah yeah, they're
1: gonna lock my ass up for physical violence because somebody <laughs> accused me of some shit. Yeah, like and then that.
0: and then they're like, uh, "Well, you know, sometimes silence is is uh, is 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 the best um, way to handle it. You let your silence speak for itself." And I'm like, "No, nah, dude, if you nah. don't say nothing, you're a guilty motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking pedophile if you ain't saying. You've nothing. got <laughs> a team of people <laughs> in your ear, yeah, yeah. an attorney probably telling you what you need to say and do not yep. need to say. Yep. So
1: you what?" If you were accused of that and you were completely innocent, you would have a huge fucking problem with it and they wouldn't be able to shut me up.
0: No, me neither. I'd be ever fucking Yeah, wearing. I'd be every bit of money I had, I'd be buying billboards, yeah, radios, didn't do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh and I even uh I had that that whole thing, buddy. You just don't know uh how I feel about the sex trafficking thing and uh, about how, you know, what I what I feel about you know pedophiles and how they should be dealt with, yep. and it ain't court, it ain't it ain't jail time. No, that ain't no, how I deal with them. Uh, nope. But um, I, I commend uh, man. I'm getting so off the cuff now, but uh, I commend our our police department here in Rome uh, and all over. I've got friends of of mine that are in law enforcement, and so the cool thing is is each department uh, in in the areas that I know that my friends are working, they actually have uh, these uh, chat rooms they set up. Hell yeah to catch these pieces of shit good and uh I would work it for free if they would give me a job absolutely. i would I would I would absolutely go work it for free. And uh, I would love to go with them to apprehend.
1: Uh, oh, absolutely! People. Of course, they end up arresting me too because they couldn't get, get me to stop beating the hell out of him.
0: Well, <laughs> that's before you put the handcuffs on him. I think it's uh, <laughs> open season. Yeah. So, so yeah. I've heard. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the
1: old Ron White joke. You know, I don't know how many men it'd take to whoop my ass, but I know how many they going to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know the the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but the the ironic thing is. That these people that are in you know and, and it goes to show why they they target kids but um when they do catch them they're the biggest cowering bunch of cowards ever. Oh, yeah. they're 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 crying sobbing hiding in a corner hiding in the closet you know <laughs> catching a few boots to the forehead <laughs> yep <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it's i think every single scenario uh, not every, but the majority of, of everyone that's apprehended yeah. is, has that meltdown factor. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, please don't. Yeah. Just like all Tell the- my wife. Don't tell my congregation.
1: And that, that's what's the yeah. sad fucking don't part. Tell
0: my, don't tell my 13-year-old youth softball team.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Chris Hansen made a living off of doing
0: Best that. Best fucking show ever ever it, it, produced and it was great because he would just and the things he would say he would always oh, like such an, an, an email back yeah. to him it, it says here you're going to take this banana and shove it in your asshole yeah while you drink wine coolers yeah he's like yeah so i'm reading here that it says that i want to
1: fuck you so hard what about me mike you want to fuck me <laughs> <laughs> i'm a grown man
0: how old did you think she was and it, my favorite one was the youth pastor that showed up yeah and he's like, uh, "Well, I I talked to my pastor before I came here, and uh, he told me I should I should come anyways and 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 witness to her." And he's like, "You're going to witness to her with uh, a bottle of lubricant and some wine coolers? What kind of church do you attend?" And the guy's like. Bah. <laughs> I have an asshole, Mark. You want to? You want to stick a banana in that? <laughs> you want to spit in my butt, Mark? <laughs> you want to spit in my butt? But he, uh, but and then like the dude gets all worked up. because <laughs> so, like, he knows the cops are out there, fixing to beat his ass uh, before they put him in handcuffs. And like he, he goes, "Oh, you're free to leave. You don't have to stay here any longer. You're free to leave." And the guy like starts to stand up, and he just crashes face first into the bar, or the. Uh, <laughs> like bam so they went in and picked him up he didn't get a chance to make it outside ah, damn actually he probably was better for better uh, probably he so, knocked yeah. himself out yeah before they, <laughs> did. Of, before they beat the <laughs> shit out of him outside <laughs> if there if people say there's no room there's no place for police brutality well i think i'll make an exception there
1: absolutely that, yeah. that is a real that's a real gray area there that um look in a lot of cases, you see, and, and people could take this controversially if they wanted to, but in a lot of cases, cops don't just whoop your ass. Um, they, I mean, you got to think about how fucking scary that is. You're walking up to a vehicle. You don't know what's in it. You don't know who's in it. You don't know what they got. You don't know what their intentions are.
0: And you're supposed to just approach this vehicle Like like you're going up to somebody at a barbecue. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You're driving really crazy, and I'm pretty sure I saw you beating the shit out of this lady beside you. (laughs) Where you guys been doing? Where you been been tonight? Yeah. No. You're supposed to to walk up to this guy and calmly
1: ask him for his personal information, and he's just supposed to be cool
0: with it at all times. Dude, that is a terrifying fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Terrifying. The police officers should get jobs knocking doors because <laughs> yeah. if you don't get nervous to walk up beside a, a car you know when some yeah. shit's kind of weird you sure yeah. shit ain't gonna be worried about some old lady in the neighborhood telling you no i'm yeah. hiring uh police officers if y'all want to make more money <laughs> uh than you do getting shot at uh, yeah come and see me hit yeah. me up because i'll get you a job and, and you can you can make uh your own schedule and make a lot of money hell yeah seriously yeah. I'll, I'll do it because i know y'all ain't scared so hell yeah um Let's uh, let's let's get to uh, everybody's favorite segment. I say everybody's, but it's mine. <laughs> so so without, without further ado, today's what the Florida is coming to you from you guessed at Broward County for whatever reason. They cannot get their shit together down there. <laughs> but um uh on August the sixth, uh, I ninety five near State Road 112, near Miami, uh, a young man is is spotted running down the freeway. You guessed it, butt ass naked, in between cars. It was like a, a frogger. Uh oh, like wow. if you played frogger, if you will, back in the day. This is what and I'm gonna post the pictures of this cat. Uh this gentleman uh, uh, was uh, state trooper Ronald Melendez uh, Bonilla peacefully uh, <laughs> peacefully got this naked man who looked lost and confused as he's uh, running in and out of cars on on I ninety five. Nonetheless, uh, he uh, he finally gets the guy, uh, gets his hands up, gets him on the ground, handcuffs him gets him in the back of the truck or back of the police uh, vehicle. And he's like, what's going on? What, what are you doing? And he said, well, he said, I was sitting in my car and all of a sudden I felt something jump in my lab started choking me. And at this point it started to possess me. So I had to get out of my vehicle and I took my clothes off. The man stated that, uh, there was also another man in the vehicle, some guy that he had met in a hotel casino. Uh, that man was, was nowhere to be found. Of course. Um, the, uh, suspect also had admitted to smoking crack cocaine oh. and flaca earlier that day and people. If y'all hadn't watched some videos of people smoking floga, I haven't. What the fuck is Flocka? Dude, I don't know what it is. It's bath salts, I think, but, oh. but let me tell you, if you ever watched world war Z yeah, with Brad Pitt, the zombie yeah. movie, and how fast the zombies ran—that
1: shit's terrifying. That's
0: what these people on Flocka look like. Oh wow! And they—they—they'll run like there's videos now. You can you can check. They'll, they'll run like at people's cars and like jump headfirst into the windshields, like trying to get in their car. Shit. Um, the uh, the the gentleman that was arrested, uh. He he finally was taken into custody and uh, he 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 was uh, sent to the hospital. He didn't have any serious bodily harm to himself or others, uh, but he did have to spend a little time in jail for uh, public indecency oh, and man. being under the influence. Okay, uh, some other highlighted flock of stories in this uh, I- or uh, events in this story uh, down in Brevard County. Uh, a gentleman got naked and attempted to have sex with a tree. After ingesting the synthetic drug, mm. yeah, uh, and then also down in Miami, uh, we had another gentleman who attacked someone on the street and started uh, actually eating their face, like biting chunks out of somebody's face. So, oh, so Flocka was known as is uh, is uh, a zombie drug. The guy, the guy that attacked the other person and chewed the other guy's face off, uh, he was known as the Miami zombie. Uh, I wonder if they any. Any yeah. of these indie pro wrestlers is that's a great name for somebody to use. It really, is. yeah. You can come dressed out like fucking Al Pacino with some zombie makeup on, and just try to like you're gonna bite people's faces in the crowd. That'd be great. Imagine Terry Funk on fucking Flocka. Flocka? No, holy shit, dude. No, uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> uh, I used to be a kid. When I was a kid, <laughs> of course, I used to be a kid. But when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling a whole lot. Everybody knows. Listen to this. And when Terry Funk, uh, would come out and wrestle, of course, I was like giggling oh, and God. I would say dirt book under my <laughs> pillow so nobody could hear me.
1: Yeah, Cause my dad would beat me to death. I always wanted one of his t shirts that said funky. Funk you. You. Yeah. yeah. Such a great fucking <laughs> shirt. Know, man. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the main story we're going to get into, uh, we are going to talk about, I know uh, probably everybody has seen the movie war dogs. Uh, and that's a, it's a story about two young guys in their 20s who uh, end up getting this $300 million arms dealer contract for the United States. Um, and they're living high on the hog. They're making a shitload of money. But what happens, and they're in Miami. <laughs> they're in <Shit>. Florida. <laughs> so um, so what end up, ends up happening is uh, they have this big, huge supply or big, huge demand for weapons. And the supply's not there. So, uh, with, uh, you know, you got Ephraim, uh, how do you say his last name? Deveroli, is that what we Devaroli, said? Devaroli, yeah. Ephraim, uh Ephraim uh, quick thinking on his feet, making things happen, moving a shaker. Uh, he finds all these weapons that, that he has uh, contracted to the United States, but he finds them in China. And so... They start. They develop a scheme to remove any Chinese characters off of any of the AK-47s and the, and the ammunition, and uh, they sell that to the United States government. Big fat no, you, yeah. you no. We we don't do we don't do arms trades with China. Uh, but these guys uh, these guys did it, and of course they were caught. So, but let's get into him a little bit. Uh, you know, we got Ephraim Devaroli, uh twenty-one year old arms dealer. Um, and you kind of can go back and take a look uh he was he he was one of these guys that always had his hands in something, yeah. and he was always kind of kind of a little bit of a troublemaker yeah uh but he has real charismatic um personality um arrogant it's you know some people it it was like a you liked him or you hated him yeah. there was there was no in between so uh, he was big, uh, in wearing the cool shirts, new cars and, uh, and everything he had shouted easy money, you know? Yep. So, but, uh, the other thing he, he got in with his, uh, schoolmate, one of his friends from school and, uh, they started, uh, a company called AEY and you watch the War Dogs movie, uh, they're in there hiring people and the guy's like, what does AEI stand, AEY stand for? And he goes, it doesn't stand for anything. I just, that's why I just named it. And the guy's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And he goes, well, you know what? You don't fucking work here anymore. (laughs) So get out. And he's like, starts throwing shit at this guy. Um, Maybe that was true. uh, Because if, unfortunately, the one big most, uh, one of the biggest parts of that whole movie in War Dogs is when they're in Jordan. And they're having to go get those nine, or those Berettas. And so they're over in the Middle East, running from the Taliban. And then you see the United States government, like fly over, the excuse me, my coffee, my badass coffee is getting some <laughs> badass revenge on me this morning. <laughs> uh, so these uh, military, was it planes came over and and kind of scared the Taliban off or whatever. And so they get in and they look like rock stars. are taking pictures with the military and this that, and the other. It never happened. That was all Damn. fabricated in the movie. Hollywood. And I, when I saw that, I was like, that just fucking kills it for me because that was, you know, I was like, these guys, I mean, that was a badass move right there, you yeah. know? Well, it, only, in, only on TV was it badass because it never, it never happened. Isn't that some Hollywood shit? Yeah, man. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? I, when I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me.
1: That's why it is so hard for me to watch movies now. If I watch a movie, it's a fucking old movie.
0: I Let me tell you, um with me working on 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 set on a bunch of stuff uh it ruins movies for you because yeah. when you're watching a movie and say it's got two people having conversation which is this is the best analogy I can give you because I would I would probably would have hung myself in a tree if I had to be on set for this <clears throat> but when you watch the notebook and you and, and, and uh uh Ryan Gosling and uh Rachel McAdams are going back and forth and he's like what do you want what do you want Well, every time the camera's on Ryan Gosling's face, that whole scene's being shot at his point of view. Yeah. Then they reshoot it at Rachel Rachel McAdams' point of view. The whole scene. Yeah. And then they'll turn the cameras to an angle and shoot it again with Ryan Gosling's face. The whole scene. Yeah. Then they do it with Rachel uh, McAdams. The whole scene. And and before you know it, and the and probably one of the worst ones I sat through was uh was when I worked on the First Man. And I was, uh like, I guess I was a, a news reporter at the big press conference right before they took off to go land on the moon. And I shit you not, we're in an auditorium, and they shot that scene. I had a guy beside me, because had, we had a piece of paper and a pencil, like we were taking notes and stuff. And every time they, they yelled cut and they shot the scene again, this, the guy beside me would mark it, like just put a little line, like, you know, like you're counting up. <laughs> Yeah. years in the like prison yeah, yeah yeah so he's marking it 33 times we shot that i was like i could stand up and then do everybody's lines at this point because yeah but i fucking fell asleep <laughs> so i was asleep and the guy finally elbows me because if the a, a assistant director comes by or whatever like in your sleep you're fucking big trouble but we were there i'm talking sitting in this auditorium for I don't know how long we were in there. It's, it was as boring as me telling the story. Let me tell you, (laughs) but, uh, but 33 times they shot, they reshot that same scene 33 times. And, um, and then I was terrified when the movie came out. I was like, man, if I'm sitting in the, in in the auditorium asleep and they've got the camera on me, I'm going to die. But, uh, luckily, and that sound means I didn't, uh, (laughs) turn my notifications off again. Let me do that real quick. But, uh, but luckily, I I did see myself in that scene, and I and my eyes were open at that point. Oh, there you go. Unless they did some AI on my eyeballs. How many films have you done? Ah, uh, man, what was it? Uh, I would say maybe. God dang, how many movies was I? I did a lot of TV shows, uh, but First Man and Venom was two movies, and I did. Dolly Parton's Heartstrings which was a that's a TV series. Um what else did I work on? I know. Hap and happen Leonard was was one. Um what else? I'm trying to think. John blank. So have you uh, got credits like on IMDb. I'd, I have one credit for a movie called uh, The Abiding. I, oh, I that's have half. Awesome, yeah, man. so I I was in that. And that hadn't been released yet. Uh and then also August the 15th uh on Stars Heels comes out and it's a pro wrestling uh tv show yeah. it's uh they they based all these different characters loosely off of uh off of um, real pro wrestlers yeah and that's the last thing i worked on that comes out august 15th and i'm i'm in that so there'll be a oh, scene hell, yeah. there's a boardroom scene where i'm there uh it's uh it's a good scene oh, that's cool. what's up yeah. yeah so but that's the last thing i worked on so but anyways with with uh me doing all that uh and you're talking about it you know it ruins the movies for you for real because you see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and it took me a long time to to reconnect on just watch a movie and not trying to like overthink what's going on behind behind the camera so and man there's so much that goes on behind the camera oh yeah i don't doubt that a bit so let's go back. This guy, uh, we got. Uh, we're talking about war dogs and things that didn't happen in the movie that happened. <laughs> that happened in the movie didn't happen in real life. One thing that was was true was when they hit their big, they got their big deal with the United States government, the three hundred million dollar contract. They uh, they celebrated, and they celebrated a lot. They used a lot of bubbly and a lot of cocaine, and uh, both of them were big fans of uh, of the of uh, the ganja so that was that was that yeah, was factual yeah. so um once uh also never really he was real bad about he was kind of paranoid he was a paranoid guy he always felt like somebody was kind of out to get him and uh so he uh he didn't really he he didn't really uh treat people good he was not he was not really a he was not a good friend and he was not a good business partner and uh what ended up happening was a uh, uh is it Pacu's Pacu's is that what we said David yeah his friend uh, David Pacu's his childhood pal and then they had uh another guy that they was uh, involved with uh he uh he was in, he was screwing them out of money like big time cheating them out of money um and uh that kind of blew up in their in his face because what ended up happening was uh david had turned uh turned uh state's state's uh witness against him Mm -hmm. uh, for the illegal shit that he was doing uh he uh also would say that uh ephraim was uh when uh he was trying to get a deal he was totally convincing uh but if he was about to lose a deal his voice would start shaking and he would say that he runs a very small business. And even though he had millions in the bank, um, he said that if a deal fell through, it was going to be, it was going to ruin him. He was going to lose his house. He was going to, his wife and his kids were going to go hungry and he would just break down and cry. Yeah. But, but Paku said that, uh, he didn't know that if it was a real psychotic breakdown or he was just acting because he was such a liar that he didn't, he, he didn't know what to believe. Um, he had that winner take all mentality. He didn't get everything that he if he didn't get everything that he want, he wanted, uh, then there was no point in pursuing it, and he would walk away from it. Um, that takes such
1: balls, man.
0: He the I, I can I'm trying to look at this thing and think about if I have any friends that are or past people in my you know my life uh, that would that even loosely remember or resembled this guy in the way he acted. And I, I don't, I mean, there's, he, he, he was almost psychotic, you know, yeah. like in, in the way that he done things. I mean, when you start dealing with the United States government in the military and you got, and you got the nuts on you to buy some shit from China and sell it to the United States government, um, yeah. I mean, Jesus, dude.
1: Well, think about the balls it takes just to lie to the government. Yeah. When I get on the phone with the IRS, I make sure all my shit's in order and I'm not even almost looking like I'm deceiving anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I only owe them a couple grand. (laughs) (laughs) They
0: also, uh, they had a financial backer. His name was Ralph Merrill. He, um, he uh, He was in the Jewish synagogue. That's how they knew him uh, friends with him. And so he backed a lot of their deals. Um, this guy had, uh, he, he fronted his money through a, uh, a Jewish dry cleaning service. Ah. So that's kind of how he, uh, he did what he did, but he filtered that dirty money through there. Um, uh, uh, and again, to go back to that same point, that, that reckless trip, uh, through, uh, Jordan to Iraq never happened. Uh, these, and these two were, they were brave, but they weren't suicidal yeah. and that's the suicide mission. <laughs> um, you got, uh, he, um, Paku said that, uh, Afram had become gradually more difficult to work with and uh, even accused the A E Y president of withholding money from him. This is, this was a downfall. Uh, Paco's flipped on his former partner to the feds, but, uh, Devaroli played it down, uh, saying that, um, uh, Pakuz was merely a part-time employee. He only closed one very small deal, and uh he may or uh he dropped a ball on dozens of others. So he's basically just discarding him as a piece of shit employee. Yeah. This a disgruntled employee that's just trying to cause problems. Uh, nonetheless, a lifetime of breaking rules caught up with Aphroom uh Deveroli. Two thousand and eight, uh, he pled guilty to a fraud and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government when he was twenty three years old. Damn, this guy! Think about his ambition at, in his early early twenties. I don't even remember mine. Dude, after twenty one, it was all a blur till I got to twenty five. Oh man, at twenty three. To do that, to have that mindset at 23, is could you absolutely imagine having millions? If I had millions of dollars at 23 years old, I would not live
1: long. At 23, I couldn't have even sold one of those full boxes of the candy bars you do
0: for band in high school.
1: <laughs> at 23, I still didn't have the drive to, to do that.
0: I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm a millionaire and I'm drinking Brutus's as Applebee's. <laughs> yes. When do you ladies want to go to the bathroom? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I swear, that's the only—that's the only lot I think about Applebee's in now. And it's the only it's the place to, to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I was standing before the judge. Ephraim uh, Devaroli uh, had 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 said to Judge John Leonard in court, um, "I may have experiences in my my. I may have had experiences in my short life. I've done more than most people can dream of." But I would done it. But I would do it all different if I had to do it all over again. All the notoriety in my industry, all the good times, and there were some good times. Cannot make up for the damage. So he was still being cocky to the judge. Um, he was sentenced to four years in prison. Four years in prison.
1: He's got time to do that. Get out and do us all again. Well, he,
0: here we go. Uh, he uh, he made a deal. While he was inside, didn't really go into detail. He got two years' sentence with two years supervised uh, 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 with a two years supervised uh, upon his release. His partners received lesser punishments for cooperating in the investigation. Uh, True to his personal brand, content continued to wheel and deal in jail and look for a shorter prison term and more power. As he explained to his father, this is good. This is good. The only way for one chicken to leave the farm is for another chicken to come in. If this guy has to go to prison for life so that I can get one year off my sentence, this is exactly what's going to happen. That was his words.
1: Man, you're really doing some gambling there, aren't you? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, that kind of
1: mentality will get you killed. (laughs) Hell yeah, that dude's going to get out. He's out.
0: Bro, he's out. I mean, the guys that he's snitching oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Uh, since then, uh, Devaroli hasn't stayed clear of the law. He was sued, he sued Warner Brothers for defamation of character in the movie War Dogs, which was thrown out. Then he became entangled in a court battle with a man who co-authored his memoir, Once a Gunrunner. Devaroli also started a media company called in- Incinerated entertainment. That's not right. Oh, incarcerated entertainment. Okay. They're making movies in jail now. I don't know. If they do TikToks in jail. You can see them. All the this time. is true. Um, in all, it seems uh, he he seems to be doing well for himself. Uh, he um, uh, he lives in a condo in a locked gate community and drives a BMW.
1: Damn. He's living the American dream.
0: He lived it and got caught, and he's still living it. So, you know, he still had money tucked away. Oh, but hell he got, yeah. He had money hid all over the place.
1: I always wonder about that. You know, you, so like, uh, like Frank Lucas, an American gangster. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in, they seize all his shit. They take
0: everything. They get everything they can see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like those guys are smart, man. They didn't get to where they were by being dummies. That's right. And they sure as shit have got. You know, they're going to be taken care of when they get out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Um, but you
1: know, I, that's such an interesting fucking
0: story. How I keep looking at the age of these guys. 20, yeah. They're in their early twenties, yeah. barely old enough to drink, and they just they just sealed a three hundred million dollar deal. Dude, that ambition! Yeah. I
1: can't imagine having that kind of ambition to do that at well, that age.
0: It's like the guy we talked about uh, in Florida who who hustled the government for all those PPP. What is it? PP P-P-P loans. Yeah, PPP loans. What was it? Three three point nine million dollars. He yeah. got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's in his early twenties. I mean there's something to be saying about to be said for the criminal mind yeah
1: Uh, i mean i don't know man i i I don't understand that mindset like i wish i had that kind of drive to fucking be able to put something together to because i mean that's kind of the the story of my life the past few years is trying to find that niche that i have or i have um education in that i can make supplemental income outside of my my own job because you know i I don't live lifestyle i want to live and you know i need a lot more money to do that so (laughs) shit man i I know the feeling yes sir and i can't imagine at that age having that part of it figured out because i mean maybe i'm just extra immature or i'm extra behind my my brain is, is is behind so much maybe where it should be
0: but um i couldn't imagine i'm still <clears throat> dude i just turned 47 and i'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> if that makes still me feel trying, better <laughs> i'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> Hell so, yeah yeah.
1: So, yeah i don't know i guess those are just special special circumstances there are people in this world that come out knowing what the fuck to do to get money or 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 live the lifestyle they want. The hustle, live. man. It's the hustle. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is. And it's it's a matter of whether you want to hustle clean or you want to hustle dirty. You know, yeah. and that's. But I'm too fragile for jail. Me too, <laughs> so I'm man. I'm just gonna. Keep, I got a little butt. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep everything as
1: is and yes. hope that it all pans out. Yes, so. it, I mean, and I guess that's why they can do it at that age because they don't have. The responsibility we do. At- you think
0: they look at it like, well, if I go to jail, I'm 23, I'm going to get a four year sentence and cut that in half and then turn on somebody and cut that in half. Oh, one year in jail's good for me. I made $300 million. Uh, yeah, when you word it like that, it's so easy. <laughs> That's how they look at it. <laughs> it has yeah. to be, right? Yeah, they play out, they play all the odds out. It but, has yeah. to be that. Yeah. Is, is this, uh, is the reward worth yeah. this risk? Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that.
1: There's no way. I mean, and there's people that do it and attempt it. And, you know, there are those those mafiosos and those guys in organized crime that look at it like, yeah, I got a family, but uh, I get caught doing this. I get 10 years, be out, and I couldn't imagine. I can't leave my girl and, and, and our kid uh, without me around, no, man. Hell, no matter yeah. how much.
0: I don't ever want to be away from my family.
1: Hell no. And you can't money money doesn't replace all those Mm-mm. things money doesn't just like uh this week uh our neighbor gave me a piece of a trampoline the part you jump on mm-hmm. and so uh and we've just signed the boy up for travel ball so i got out in the backyard and i wrapped that net around two trees and we've made a backstop yeah. where he can bat and pitch Ooh. it cost me nothing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you can't You can't put a price on those kind of memories of being out there, out back with them, teaching them how to hit, teach them how to drive the ball and how to pitch money, money can't do shit for that. Right. And so if we're gone, we're away. That child just has to do without, Mm -hmm. I I guess, I guess in your early twenties, in your your twenties when you can
0: do that. Or your next door neighbor's like, Hey, come here, little Timmy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. What's your mom doing?
1: Yeah, you get out, and he's banging your wife. You know, <laughs> and
0: he's still married you over can't there. Can't even pet the cat anymore. The cat's yeah. like trying to scratch. Yeah,
1: you. Pete doesn't know who the fuck I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God dang, dude! Before we get out of here, I'm on. I'm, on, I'm allergic to cats. Okay, like deathly allergic. We have a cat. Our cat's name is Lucy, and she will bite you. And Brittany's like, oh, that's just the way she kisses you. And I'm like, well, (laughs) fucking tell that to my bloody forearm. That bitch ain't. (laughs) She's in, this is an AS&M cat. She's into some dark (laughs) shit. I I don't want to be kissed like that. But uh, I I was sitting and tying my shoes this morning, and she, like, runs in between my feet when I'm trying to tie my shoes, rubbing on me. And uh, that's why I keep rubbing my nose, because I touched her, and then I'm touching my face. My eyes will be swelled up like Will Smith's (laughs) on Hitch here in a minute. But, uh. Like when I was trying to tie my shoe, I accidentally stepped on her little paw, and she was like meow, you know. And I was like, "Oh, sorry." And I'm petting her, but now she had them crazy, like crazy eyes. Oh yeah. And then she like started biting me, and I was like, "Bitch, I will hit you with the shoe, <laughs> and you won't be able to bite uh, fucking wet cat food when I'm done with you."
1: So they're they really are fucking awesome pets, man. They're I, I don't know I I like them so much because they're so cerebral they're fucking killers at heart yeah they are and and you see that but what's been scaring the shit out of me is uh is you 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 wouldn't believe this rob but uh my lady don't dust as often as she should oh Oh. (laughs) yeah i know well this you know
0: she can she make a sandwich she can make a hell of a sandwich well, she'll keep bitch her right. about it you keep she, her right. i always say that to britney i'm just kidding baby me. yeah britney <laughs> looks at me like she has to
1: kill me I'm, I'm like cool make this sandwich <laughs> but he's he's found certain places like high up on the wall where a, a dust some dust is kind of flying back yeah. and forth uh and he'll stare at it and before i notice the dust uh or the little little cobwebs um I would love me, like, man. This fucking cat. What is he seeing? Yeah. And so for the first four months of us living there, I'm like, there's something in this house with us. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's not that
0: nuts. He <laughs> sees some shit. <laughs>
1: Turns out she just hadn't
0: dusted. Little, <laughs> little do we know Pete had a catnip problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he started taking money out my wallet. Take else. <laughs> Walk around the house with sunglasses on. Like early in the morning, he pawned some of my heirlooms to get more. Cat and it's it's been a fucking task to get uh, him clean that might be a, that might that might be a show we need to put together <laughs> it's something to think about so writing bad checks for it man, he's just <laughs> it, it doesn't end with that cat freaking pete <laughs> Well, man, that's gonna do it. Uh I, I appreciate you coming in and knocking this one out.
1: It's a blast as always, Rob. I sure do appreciate it, buddy. And I'm looking forward to the show we got coming up. Yes,
0: sir. We'll give everybody more details on that. And please go ahead and go and follow us on TikTok at uh, CS Idiots Podcast, uh, so that way when we live stream it, you guys can see it. So, all there right, everybody. Are. Later. Thank you, Rob.